It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping in a girls' night, all wrapped up into one. Happy Monday, dangers and heckers. How are we doing? We're doing okay. <laughs> We're still surviving. Megan is in a bathroom. <laughs> Not in a closet today. Now we're in a bathroom. In a bathroom recorded. And we have Nicole Caruso joining us. Hello, everybody. It's so good to be here, you guys. Yes, Nicole is such a sweet friend. Um, so pretty much Nicole is a genius and created this hashtag worthy of wearing. When did you create that? Was it like a 2 a.m. So, brilliant idea? It was like desperation. Probably kid wouldn't nap. And I was just like, what am I doing with my life? But that was in 2018. And uh, everybody started to join in. It was so cool. Just yeah. seeing friends. You're like so excited about it. So yeah, pretty much the premise was like Nicole hashtag worthy of wearing on her Instagram. Her Instagram is N M Caruso C A R U S O. And and then everyone started hashtagging worthy of wearing, like kind of in just the Christian Catholic Instagram community whenever they would dress up. And it was it was just almost encouraging us to dress nice for our day-to-day activities. It was so beautiful to see everyone jump on this worthy of wearing. And it's catchy. It's a little catchphrase. You know, that was really cool because I asked a few friends, I was like, do you like this one better or this one? And I had a few people say, worthy of wearing sounds really good. And so it's just cool that like from the get-go, this was all about girlfriends, friendship, encouraging one another, and it's just grown, which has been beautiful. Yeah, it's so amazing. Well, um, I really just want to jump into some heck yeses and heck noes, and then we'll kind of dive more deep into really the movement that Nicole's starting, her book, her novena, literally everything. (laughs) So I'm just so proud of you, Nicole, Um, because I feel like I've just seen this grow from like the outside view, and it's just been so cool. Every single month or what is it, week, I get like a new email from you with exciting news. I'm like, how? How is she doing it all? (laughs) Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, he's the best work partner. (laughs) I feel that. Okay, so my heck yes is, do you guys see this painting behind me? You can kind of see it. But it's massive. It finally came in. Is that the one in. you've been waiting for? It's the one, Megan. I've been waiting like 12 weeks for this painting that I ordered. <laughs> it was like right when I launched my business through the woman's school. I was like, this is how I celebrated was I bought this painting, this commissioned art. And so I've waited so long because of COVID. Apparently that just stops progression on everything. Um, I don't know if the book got pushed back, Nicole, but. <laughs> God, not yet. <laughs> So it's like any any problem that goes wrong, like some logistical issue with shipping, it's like mm, just COVID, you know, I'm like, oh, OK, so the painting got COVID. Good. So anyways, it finally came <laughs> in and it is just like making my life right now. I have to hang it up. I'm going to wait till Stash comes in town uh, and we'll hang it up. But it's just beautiful. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> he doesn't All know. you have is that itty bitty hammer. I know. I have this little hammer and I might try to do it myself, but I feel like it just won't work out. So anyways, that's my head guess. Megan, what's your head guess? Uh, my head guess is that I got unexpected letters from Avery <laughs> and it was like, they made me cry hundred percent, but they also made me laugh because he has no clue what's going on in my life. And so he was like, there were two sentences that were just like, oh man, if he only knew. He was like, I hope everything's, I think, I hope you've got it scheduled down with the girls and the pups and everything's a lot less stressful now. And I was like, okay. And then the other one, the other one was, um, I try to imagine what, what you guys are up to. And it always reminds me of a scene from the Hallmark movies. And I was like, mm-hmm, the one where their house floods. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that one. <laughs> So I'm just you're like what routine and I know I know I know so I'm just gonna let him live in blissful ignorance um until he gets back and I can show him videos because even if I sent something back in an email or a letter to him saying like actually your house flooded he'd be like haha yeah right you're so funny way to make me laugh and I'm gonna be like no like literally our house went underwater but it's okay <laughs> So yeah, that's my have you thought about printing out photos and just like adding them in the envelope? Like we're doing great. No, my dad was like, you might not want to do that. He's going to feel really hopeless over there. And I was like, you're right. But I did tell him that we bought a house together. So (laughs) I did let him in on that. Okay, so. Nicole gets it because her husband is also military. Nicole, you guys got married really young, right? I it. We did. I was tw- a month away from 21 and he's five years older. And we actually had our house flood and I had to get rid of everything I owned. Literally like books, clothes, you name it. It's all been restarted. So I totally know what you're going through right now. It's horrible. But you had I, it worse than Stephen was here when my house was flooding, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all different. Oh my word! So Nicole, what's your heck yes? Your first heck yes? My first heck yes, you guys, and it's also an, an actual first in my life. I just tried self tanner for the first time, and I'm into it. It's a heck yes for me. So. <laughs> I've never done it. So gloomy, and it's just been. And we were going to Miami, and I was like, I just want like a little bit of even complexion. And I was like, Oh, now I get it. Like I get. (laughs) What kind did you use? Please share. I used to be. uh, I used to get spray tans twice a week, and I was like literally spray tan, fake tan queen. But now I've just kind of dealed with me being pasty since twenty, you know, circa twenty seventeen. So I would love to know what did you use? Like what is it, Saint Tropaz or Topaz or? No, I found this one that a few friends use called Beauty by Earth, and you can get it on Amazon. It's like a lotion, um, so it's kind of gradual. You don't get like, you know, the crazy dark brown, you know, leather couch look. It's like very gradual. And I felt like it had a little bit of a learning curve for me because I'm totally new to this and I'm 32 years old, but um, I got the hang of it after like two weeks and I got, I was just like, wow, this is really nice. It's not something that anybody probably would notice but me maybe my husband would be like oh you look like glowy but like he wouldn't know exactly what it was so (laughs) might as well be makeup I don't know it was great I felt good 
That's what we like. Oh, my gosh. Like, you, the man notices something, but they just, like, don't really know. And you're like, you don't even need to know. I'll just keep yeah. doing what I'm doing. This is me. This is just how I look all the time. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Something of the earth? It's called Beauty by Earth. And it's like a gradual tan lotion. And it's pretty clean ingredients, which, you know, self-tanner can have all kinds of things in it. So I like it. Oh, yeah. Does it smell like syrup? Post-tan. <laughs> my- my three-year-old was like, you smell like cookies. So I guess it's a cookie smell, but it wasn't like a horrendous smell and it didn't stain my sheets or anything. Okay. I was so surprised. I, when you, I saw you were in Miami, I'm like, she makes Miami look so elegant. <laughs> I mean, we did go, we had to go to the South Beach because I wanted to go to the Art Deco district, but there are beautiful, elegant parts to Miami. It's not all, you know that I just think of like the thong song or something it's not all that (laughs) (laughs) okay okay so my heck no is that currently there are people in my home drilling holes in the ceiling because we have um also a leaky pipe um in the fire (laughs) the fire alarm keeps going off they're like sodding something so it smells like a firework at my house and also there's literally in the ceiling so if you guys hear that it's because there are men in my home drilling holes in ceilings so that's my heck no um but honestly not as bad as megan so compared to megan that's a heck yes um how about you megan (laughs) okay so my heck no could be the fact that my house is still not like, I don't have, we moved back into our house today because they said they're not going to be done for another, like, two weeks. So I was like, screw it. I'm not, I might as well just move in now and make things work. So I don't have a bed right now. I'm going to sleep on the couch tonight probably. But my actual heck no is hardwood floors with pets. I thought I would like them better because you can, like, clean them quicker and easier or whatever. But you can feel everything on them. Unless you're wearing like slippers or socks or something, you can feel literally everything on them. So I, I'm going to have to get a lot of new rugs for our home that we just bought because it was hardwood floor before I tried out hardwood floor with pets for a couple of weeks, <laughs> but I don't like them. A lot of people say too, if you clean carpet. Wait, what do you mean you can feel everything? Like crumbs, dog Sorry, what do you fur, mean that you can feel everything? Like all the crumbs, all the dog fur, all of the like dirt that they track in everything and then when you go to get into bed you're like having to like wipe off the bottom of your feet and make sure that like you know you're good to go because it's not like I was like oh let me pack my slippers with me for my stay away from the home so I've got like socks on and then I take go to take my socks off and they're just like hairy on the bottom it's disgusting it's just so gross (laughs) so bad but also, if they weren't hardwood, they would just be in the cracks of your floors. So either way, it's the dirt. But just with hardwood, you can clean it up. See where you're going. Either way, it's the pets that I will forever say no to is where you're going. <laughs> either way, it's the dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh, Nicole, what's your heck no? My heck no is that my nails are peeling and I just can't make a manicure look nice no matter what happens. And so it's just a bummer because I'm using my hands all the time doing makeup, playing with the kids. And I feel like I keep looking down and they're just like not looking cute. And I just, that's a heck no for me. So you have to get the gel, but honestly, I just got my nails done and it, this one cracked right in half. It's still cracked literally less than 
two hours after I got them done. And I was like, it took way too long. It's, it's not worth it. So nails are kind of a situation. Megan and I talked about this last time where it's like, it can be such a confidence booster and immediately make you feel, go, go from a girl to a woman with a paint job, but it's such an upkeep. It's just like a spray yeah. tan. Yeah. I yep. feel like being from New York too, it was like, you don't go places without your nails, at least like manicured, even if you don't have polish on, but like letting them look really nice and buffed. So it's like, so such a detachment for me that I have like these arm hands that I keep looking at all day long. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I actually, um, I bite my nails. Megan also bites her nails. So we have to have, like, it's almost like you have to spend money on your, your nails. Otherwise, you will be biting them. Right. Which isn't like biting them loses you money or anything. It just is disgusting. So it's like my And it looks well. ugly. It's awful. It is awful. It's- and I remember I used to give up biting my nails for Lent. I'm like, no more. I'm just going to get nails on. I'm like, I need to focus on different things than biting my nails. Because <laughs> I'm like, if I bite this, I'm chipping a tooth. So there's like more than, than an issue there. But anyways, okay, so before we jump into worthy of wearing the worthy of wearing saga, um, hollow app. Okay, you've heard it once. You're hearing it again. Um, Nicole, have you used hollow app before? I have. I love it. I love it so much. It's beautiful. Oh, what is your what's like the, your go to prayer on there? I like the nighttime like meditations. I feel like that is just so peaceful before bed to just pop that on and um, kind of get centered for bedtime. Totally. I'm the same way. I like growing up, we always listened to like book on tape going to sleep. And so it's actually something I gave up for Lent is listening to anything while going to sleep. Typically I'd listen to like a meditation or, and then I became like very dependent on it. It would even be like, I would set a timer for like a five minute political podcast and like listen to it as I'm going to sleep. But I've given it up for Lent because I was like, it's unhealthy, the dependence on needing that to go to sleep. But I used to listen to the meditations and they're so good. So you can, yeah, it's so nice. You can get a three month free trial with the Hollow app at www.hollow.com slash what in the dang heck. It will be in our show notes, but literally three month free trial. You can't beat it. Okay. So with um, Worthy of Wearing, can you explain this book? Like there is a book coming. Like you are an author now, Nicole. So I met Nicole, what was it? twenty Beginning of 2018. I think so. Yeah. It was like March for Life 2018. We had coffee. I remember sitting and talking with you. I think it was like two hours, but it felt like two seconds. We just like talked about everything under the sun. And I just loved, it was just like, oh, of course you're going to be my friend, obviously. Like, <laughs> I know. And like her daughter's name is Cecilia and she had brought me this St. Cecilia prayer card and I still have it in my wallet actually. So you could tell Cecilia that. <laughs> I know. She thinks of you all the time. We were actually doing a homeschooling activity yesterday, writing down her prayer intentions and she wrote Miss Cecilia. And I was like, wait, who do you mean Miss? She's like, Miss, like Miss Cecilia. And I was like, Oh my gosh, she like really, really prays for you all the time. It's so sweet. Oh my gosh, I Nicole's kids are the best. She's a mother of three. How old? Mother of three under age of seven? Yes. So she's turning seven in like two weeks. And then I have a three-year-old little boy and a 10-month-old little boy. So. 
Oh, my word. So, yeah, tell us about Worthy of Wearing. Oh, my goodness. So we were saying earlier, in 2018, I would say kind of like middle to end of the year, I had a little little guy at the time. So my son was born in late 2017. So he was still really small. And I started to notice this pattern that I was kind of falling into again, having a newborn baby, you know, under a year old, where um, as a mom, you're totally in survival mode. So I was just like trying to figure out how to be the mom of two kids it was winter and I'm noticing like I've got all these beautiful clothes because I love style, but I'm not wearing them on a daily basis. And I was starting to feel like there's got to be a reason why I'm having this resistance to putting that on. Um, Cause we can like tell ourselves like, Oh, not today. Right. Like, Oh, that's such a pretty top, but today's probably not the day for that. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of like unpack that for myself and figure out where that was coming from. Because clothes can be washed, clothes can be dry cleaned, like, but we forget that. And so I started to understand it in the term of like, I really didn't feel worthy of it on a Tuesday. I didn't feel like I was good enough to wear something like that when I was, I love this like phrase I hear all the time. Like I was just a mom. I was just doing this kind of like hidden, ordinary day-to-day life. Um, But I noticed that when I made the switch to actually put those things on, my confidence grew. I actually started to get out of the house more with the kids, like going to mass, meeting friends, going to museums. Um, It was a life changer for me. And it just brought back like who I am, which is someone who feels really good when, when I get dressed and feels inspired by beautiful colors and patterns. And, um, and really just like, I feel like clothing is a wonderful tool for us to express who we are. And, you know, wearing black leggings and a black sweatshirt all day really wasn't expressing who I was all the time, you know, having that as my uniform. So um, started sharing that with friends on social media and other friends started sharing it with theirs. And it kind of grew into really a movement that different women started sharing. And um, I think it was this time last year, um, Tess Barber from Alatea wrote an article about Worthy of Wearing. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of this whole journey of writing a book. So now I have written a book about this, which is a personal style guide that kind of uncovers where personal style comes from, which is our feminine genius. And it's coming out April 27th with Sophie Institute Press. So, Oh, it's so exciting. I love how you said, because it like... Fashion really is the best silent communicator to the world. How we present ourselves, makeup, hair, fashion, how we walk into a room, our presence, our posture, how we sit, how we make eye contact, how our shoulders are turned towards someone. That is the best silent communicator of, first of all, how we feel about ourselves, but second of all, how we actually value the person in front of us. I totally agree. It's an expression of our dignity. Um, I was actually doing the rosary with Lauren from When Beauty Met Truth, and she was telling me this story. Um, She was watching, I think it was called Midwife Show. And in one of the episodes, there was an older woman who was um, dying, but the woman who was sitting with this dying woman was painting her nails as like this last act of dignifying this woman's life. And it just has, like, I just keep coming back to that thought of, like, these little ways that we care for our body is truly recognizing that God gave us our body, that he, this is a gift from him, and we have to care for it in that sense, Um, care for it as if it is his. And so we can use clothing, makeup, you know, the care of our physical body, the care of our spiritual body to be that gift back to him 
when we have confidence, like we're unstoppable, you know, like when you feel good and you're in an outfit that you really like are like feeling it, people can tell. Um, and I think it just creates such an, an attraction, not only to like, okay, what's going on in her life, but like, what's deeper there? Oh, she's a Catholic. Oh, she goes to mass. Like it's, it's a beautiful way to evangelize, to show someone that you can be completely relevant, completely modern and integrated in the world, but also have a very, um, special interior life. Yes. I feel like, especially in the Catholic women community, that's like unheard of. They're like, oh, you have to not be materialistic, which they've associated with carrying yourself with dignity somehow. And then that you can't stand out or be relevant at the times because that's just not Christian-like. And it's like, what is happening? (laughs) Everyone needs to buy your book. I've never been a book person, but I'm like so stoked to get your book and just (laughs) sit it on my coffee table so everyone can look at it. That's hardcover coffee table, right, Nicole? Yes, yes. Hardcover. And it's it's very photo heavy. There's so much. There's beautiful design and typography. There's quotes. There's um, incredibly beautiful women inside. um, And just a lot of different stories. And I just hope that it helps people see that um, you don't have to be worldly and like completely sell yourself to the culture to be a relevant modern woman of faith. Yeah. Cece, you're in it, right? Am I supposed to say that? <laughs> I am. Unless Nicole edited me out, I'm still in it, I believe. <laughs> Your photos didn't go with the look of the book. <laughs> I actually have to tell you a story later on. But yes, she is still in the book. So sneak peek, you guys. Cecilia modeled for Worthy of Wearing. And oh my goodness. You're going to freak out when you see the pictures. She is just naturally gorgeous. Oh, my word. Thank you. That was so fun. Okay, so I want to jump into more of just like when we dress nice, we feel more productive. But first, Meg, you want to tell us about Lucy and Willow? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So Lucy and Willow, um, they're a boutique woman run for women of all ages. Um, and you can get 30% off of your first order from them through the app when you purchase with Heck 30, H-E-C-K 30. The whole goal of Lucy and Willow Boutique was to help women, like literally of all ages, me, my younger sisters in high school, my mom even, find affordable, but also like pretty close. Um, and Lucy does such a good job with that, with her shop. So go check them out at Lucy and Willow Boutique. Well, at Lucy and Willow BTQ on Instagram um, and use their app for 30% off your first purchase using Heck 30. I was just looking and they have um, really cute, like nice thermals and waffle, waffle knit kind of tops. And those are like my favorite. And I swear Megan wears one every day. So also her favorite. Uh, I just got a waffle knit lounge set from Amazon today. Told you, you're such a waffle knit girl. I literally knew it. Okay, but Nicole, so, I mean, I'm literally dressed in sweats right now because I just got back from Pilates, but I honestly, when I'm dressed nice, I get out of the house sooner. I get out of the house more often. I'm like, you know, I want to, it's almost like 
I feel like I look nice and now I need to go out into the world and like share this outfit. But not even that. I'm more productive in my house. Like um, every other week I have like I, I meet with like 120 students. And so I have meetings, a lot of meetings every other week, and I typically am sitting here in stilettos or stand standing at my standing desk with stilettos because it's like, I just feel way more productive. I have like the posture of like a boss woman, you know? <laughs> I love it. You know, I initially explained worthy of wearing as a mindset, you know, and I know you, you talk about that a lot, Cecilia, like it's a way of understanding that you you can get past this thought that like, oh, well, this is just little old me and this is just what I've always done or this is just what my mom told me I should wear and I don't feel that good in it, but I'm just going to wear it because, you know, I was affirmed that this is like my style. Um, and I think what women need to do is give themselves permission to feel beautiful and to um, try new things in their style, try wearing stilettos, see if that's your thing. If that's what gets you jazzed, then wear that, you know, but I think worthy of wearing is not necessarily about promoting one type of clothing or one, you know, style of that's like better than another. It's really for each woman to decide how does she feel when she's serving in her mission? How does she feel um, when she's out and about? Like those clothes are obviously going to be different if she's living in the middle of a city or living in the middle of a farm, you know, like, and some discernment. But um, I do feel like when you think of it as a mindset, it's it's much easier to build habits around it. And then when you do that, it's it's like it becomes part of your everyday and you end up taking less time to get dressed and really thinking of yourself less throughout the day. Because when you feel good and you're up and you're out, like you're really not going back to like, maybe I should change or maybe this dress is uncomfortable and I shouldn't wear it anymore. Um, you know, which I think that's where that insecurity starts to build up. Mm-hmm. And it's decision fatigue. Like if you can decide all at once these are the clothes that aren't appropriate for my body. I don't look good in these anymore. I feel like they they might not be appropriate for this stage in life, whatever it is. I just, every time I put this on, I just always keep it because I spent money on it, but I don't even like how I, you know, like all of these things. It's like, well, just go through it one day, make a decision that this, every time you put this on, you don't like how you look in it. So just give it away and create your staples, create what you actually like. So many people say like, Oh my gosh, I could never pull that off. And I hate that because I'm like, actually, (laughs) I'm like, actually, if you're wearing it and you feel confident, that is called pulling it off. Yes. And you have to let yourself try and fail too. I think Mm -hmm. people get really stuck like, oh, but I've never been, I've never done that before. I'm not that girl. Exactly. And it's like, I have this, one of my best friends like spoke truth to me a long time ago when we were living in New York City. I was like, I just want to be one of those girls that like reads the paper on a Saturday morning. She's like, then read the paper on a Saturday morning. Like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, so I feel like I want to be that friend for the women who have not yet heard that. Like, if you want to wear a beret to mass every Sunday, then be that girl. Like, just give yourself permission to give it a try. If you stop wearing it, like, I swear to you, no one's going to notice. And it's okay. Like, style is so creative. It is an expression. And it's okay to try things and give it a shot. And then just never do it again if it doesn't work for you. Absolutely. And it's not even the whole faking it till you making it. No, it's actually creating who you want to be and then acting like her. And then eventually you'll be her. So it's such like, like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, oh, I'm going to be that girl who sits with the newspaper or who's like, 
you know, the girl that brings a book and goes to a nice restaurant by yourself. Like, actually, you can just imagine who that is, do it, and now you're her. Like, it's it's very, it's not, it's not that complicated. I know. And I think we, you know, it's, it's hard. I think the, the thing that I talk to women about the most is like, do you think I can? It's like, they just want someone in their corner saying you can, you know, mm-hmm. and not all of us are blessed with friends like you two um, that are like their biggest cheerleaders for their friends. I think some people really struggle in that department. And I think yeah. women, unfortunately, speak that negativity to other women and it re- we really hold on to it. So there can be a lot of wounds and a lot of trauma because of shame, because of um, trying something and someone telling you, you look terrible. Like yeah, I came yeah. across that a lot working in makeup, you know, where someone would say like, I didn't think I could wear blush. My mom told me never to wear blush. I'm like, girlfriend, you can wear blush. You just need to wear the right color of blush. Like, (laughs) you know, Um, and so I think that's why it's so powerful because we can really be cheerleaders for other women and show them their dignity and worth is really, truly special and worth celebrating too. Right. And not putting themselves in that box. And I think so many times comparison and competition seeps in and it's just that natural envy. And I think I said it before, but envy is really the only vice that doesn't even give us pleasure for a moment. And so like the devil is winning just from the start because like all he had to do was have us not manage our mind. Like that's all he had to do. It's, it's so hard because there, I really truly believe that the fashion industry has just made this whole um, narrative that they're in charge of everything. So Mm -hmm anything that has to do with clothing, it's in or it's out, you know, like the joke of the Miranda from the Devil Wears Prada, like, and really like we've, we've seen this, we know this trends come and go. The classics are the classics for a reason. Um, and they don't own our dignity. So like we have to stop listening to them and trying to compare ourselves to the people who are following every single word of what designer said, you know, okay, now it's the dad sneaker. Like, no, if you're not into right. dad sneakers, just don't do it, you know, like right. don't wear it, you know? Um, but it's, it's sad in a way too, because there's no creativity in that. That might be creative on the part of the designer, but all of the people flocking to that, um, yeah. instead of looking unique and different and they're just looking like a crowd of people all wearing the same clothes, right? You know? And we have such unique stories to tell and we can use our clothing to do that. Right. I feel like that relates with um, back to like Pinterest. When I was in high school and college, I kept wanting to figure out what clothes I wanted to buy and what clothes I wanted to wear. And I'd go on Pinterest and look and search and search. But then I would just fill up this whole page of like women who I thought were perfect and had the ideal outfit and get frustrated because I was like, well, I can't buy all of that. And it's like, you don't have to buy all of that. Look for things that you like that they're wearing <laughs> and figure out why you like them and then go in that direction and you'll end up liking what you're wearing more than what that Pinterest girl's wearing anyways. Totally. Totally. I think it's a, it's a great tool if you know what you're looking for, but it can be so overwhelming when I think a lot of us can like appreciate someone's style and think like, Oh, is that my style? Because she looks cute. She looks fun and confident. I probably should try wearing that. And then we put it on ourselves and we feel terrible. Um, so Mm -hmm. it's a lot of trial and error, but you know, obviously we can, I just feel like it's okay to appreciate something and not like actually wear it (laughs) or try to make yourself fit into a mold that just doesn't suit you. Yeah, totally. And even with the whole trend thing, like trends aren't creative. It's a trend. It will come and go. Like that's actually the definition of a trend. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
And it's not to say that like we can't incorporate them. And there are trends that I really do like. Um, and they're probably ones that I liked like 10 years ago and that are back again. Yeah. So, you know, it's just funny. But um, yeah, I think we just need to take it a little less seriously. Yeah. And have a little fun. I have a quick question. What's one of your favorite trends now that you said that? Um, I'm really into the, I don't have, I don't own them, but I appreciate seeing other people wear them. The kind of like round toe platform, um, mid calf boot. I just feel like that with like a long Teddy coat or like a long, uh, wool coat. I could just totally get with that vibe, but I don't own them. I'm just appreciating them from afar right now. (laughs) Yeah. H&M has them all over. They're like a little more bulky kind of. And a lot of them are like that pleather nowadays. I totally know. I've seen them and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, they look look cute on other people. I don't know if it's me though. Like, (laughs) They're a little grungy, and I feel like yeah. I kind of lean. I lean that way in the winter. Um, but yeah, it's not everybody's thing. But I think they're they're pretty cool. Are I'm you talking about ones that lace up? Kind of. No, they're they're like a the slip on. They look like combat boots without the ties, basically. Oh, they have like okay. Treads and their platform. They're a little but, goth now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, they're totally goth. But oh I'm God. wondering why they're coming out now like now i'm seeing them in stores and i'm like it is end of february like why weren't they coming out in november i'm right with you and that's why i haven't haven't purchased any because i'm like in literally three weeks i'm gonna want to be wearing flats and sandals and so forget the crazy boots but they are cool what about you guys are are there any trends you guys are into right now I apparently am a waffle knit girl, so that's all I like. <laughs> Sorry, I put you in a box with that. I know, but I like totally own up to it. So um, honestly, any of the loungewear that I can wear from home, but also go out in. I've always been a very kind of sporty, but make it cute girl. So I'm a fan of all these different loungewear sets that are coming out that I could totally dress up with like superstar sneakers or like white tennis shoes or anything like that. But I don't know if that's just like the COVID phase where everyone was like, yeah, let's make loungewear a real thing and we'll wear it to grocery stores. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm here for it. So. I like a good bit of athleisure myself. I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am currently loving the sweater with over like tied over the sweater. Have you so seen cute. that? Like I haven't yeah. done it yet, but I'm oh, like, I want to do it. <laughs> I love it old like my dollhouse dolls when I was like a kid they'd have like the tied sweater on them. It's super cute. It's, it's almost very 60s like yeah. very southern like with the little you know who's in your, your card club on Wednesday night like I love it. <laughs> Honestly though yes. you would be the person to pull it off Cece. You would be the person to pull it off. Yes I would Thank love you. to be in that. All right, come on, I, do it. <laughs> carry me in it. Okay, another designer that I'm like so obsessed with right now that I haven't yet bought anything from, but I would love to just go to their showroom is Elisabetta Frenchy. Have you heard of her? I don't know her. It's like E L I S A B E T T A F R A N C H I. Guys, look it up. Oh my gosh, it's so perfect. Like the cutest, um, just like it's 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 
it's formal wear in a sense, like good suits and stuff like that. Um, and I know I don't have a office nine to five job anymore, but like I could see myself wearing. Yes, look at that coat. Nicole just oh gosh, had, like I just found a great coat. This is so Cecilia on Sunday at Sunday Mass right here. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nicole sees me at Sunday Mass so she knows. <laughs> it's oh my god. So good. Cute. It's so good. So I I'm like obsessed it. with that designer. And I'm really not a designer girl, but I've just, you know, there's certain pieces where you're like, I want to invest in that. Um, and you do that. You like do items, your staples that you really do invest in and have forever. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, I feel like I got to a point probably in my twenties where I was like, I'm going to stop buying plastic shoes. Like I'm just going to stop because I had been doing it and I was replacing these, you know, sandals, loafers made of like man-made materials every six months. And I was like, I just need to buy one good pair of leather sandals. And I did that. And I think it, it felt like such a splurge for me. And it was at the time they were $65 leather sandals. And I used them for like three summers and they still looked perfect. And I was like, okay, I'm converted. So that was kind of it. And my sister and I have a joke that like, before we got married, we (laughs) we started buying stuff for life. So like we went on like a little shopping spree and like, I did it with her when she was about to get married, where we like buy the leather jacket buy the boots for the, like the tall, like, you know, riding boots for winter. Like there were certain things that we were like, we're going to have these forever. So we should buy them now and just take really good care of them. Cause who knows what's going to happen when we're moms. And I still have <laughs> no, it's office. because you don't want the husband seeing how much they are. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we, it was just hilarious. Cause she and I were both, you know, working also. So, you know, when you're working, it's, you have a little bit more disposable income. Um, but Yeah. I I think it's important to invest in certain things like a good shoe that you're going to wear all the time, a really great outerwear um, in a classic style. Um, And to some extent, jeans, I feel like as I've gotten older and like just my body has changed from having kids, I want to know that my jeans aren't going to like change shape in the wash and stuff like that. So I've started to kind of incorporate um, a few brands that I like that are a little bit more pricey, but I find that they wash well, and you'll have them for literally 10 years yeah. or more, you know, even anthropology, years. you wear them for more than two hours and they're four sizes bigger. And you're like, cool. So glad yeah. I spent $120 on this pair of denim. That's now coming <laughs> off on my white couch. Exactly. Exactly. So certain things, I mean, definitely I go cheap on like t-shirts and I mean, stuff like that, that you're wearing all the time that you're throwing in the wash all the time. Right. Absolutely. Well, before we jump into more, I really want to talk about um, just specifically like worthy of wearing in terms of Catholicism. Um, Brother and sister Harley Grace and Seth have a business called Calo Kagothia. Had to go slow to make sure I didn't mispronounce it. But the term was coined by the Greeks who fused together the words for beauty and goodness references by Plato and then JP2. Um, And what they do, it's super cool. I don't know if you've looked at their website at all, Cece, but I was like browsing their whole thing and it's such a vibe. It's so cool. They use like all kinds of earthy things. So they make artisan and craftsman quality home decor and lifestyle pieces and they hand make artisan paper, artisan, that's how you say it, right? And use organic materials, leather, wood, dried stems, et cetera, to create products along with hand-drawn artwork by Harley herself. So one of the things that I like, was eyeing for hours they have handmade dried wreaths 
made out of like wheat and all kinds of things like that. And it's super, super cool. They have these vintage hats and you guys know I'm a hat girl and there's, they have, I don't, this is so cool. Oh my gosh, guys, you need to look it up. It's K-A-L-O-K-A-G-A-T-H-I-A.com and they have rings and this um, paper is literally like handmade paper. I could see myself like sending this to someone. It's so. Get it. Get it. Ash's letters that he's been long waiting because you've only sent him what, like one now? <laughs> Megan calling me out. I've only sent him one letter back. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've, I've been waiting for the paper. Been, that's why I couldn't write you back. No, but you guys need to check them out. Check out their Instagram and their Facebook. Their Instagram is K-A-L-O underscore underscore K-A underscore underscore G-A-T-H-I-A. And just so beautiful. But we have a discount code for you, Dangers and Heckers. It's 15% off your first order with HECK, H-E-C-K, 15, HECK in all caps. So check them out. Brother and sister team, Harley, Grace, and Seth. These are amazing artisans and craftsmen. And honestly, we need more craftsmen. This is, it's so beautiful. Um, (laughs) Nicole, when it comes to um, just being Catholic in style, imagine if on the terms of evangelization, if someone walked past a woman who was Catholic and they were like, oh my gosh, she's dressed so nice. I bet she's Catholic. Like imagine if that is the culture where it's like they take, they know that like the way you present yourself is like so beautiful and dignified that it's like, I bet she's Catholic. (laughs) That is a dream. That is a dream. And I feel like it's something that is extremely possible um, but I think in my experience, and I know from talking to the two of you guys, it's not been the normal experience of a Catholic woman. And I think, you know, part of it is that there is some judgment there of like a woman of faith should not be of the world. She shouldn't be concerned with worldly things. Like we hear that. Um, but at the same time, I think all of us are called to serve in this world in different ways. And if we are called to like work in business, work in media, work in the public eye, um, be serving people in a, in a large capacity. Like we need to represent Christ, um, in the world. And we can do that. We can do that by living our faith life authentically and by dressing really well. Um, but it's just, it's something that I think I struggled with for a long time because I felt like when I went to church events or I went to retreats, I never wanted to appear, like I had this huge love of fashion and wearing things that are more playful or a little bit more loud or a little bit more extra um, because I didn't want them to think that I was doing it for my own um, vanity, you know? And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the problem is like, is vanity narcissism is all of that related to our self-worth. And I think there's so much gray area and confusion there. Yeah. Um, and I just want to like call it out, <laughs> you know, like we can have a healthy self-worth and a healthy humility um, and also still take time to care for ourselves every day. Yes. That hit the nail on the head for, I think a lot of women in regards to fashion, especially Christian women is this, does it look like I'm trying to get attention for wearing this? It's like, 
no, maybe you just love it and it's different than what other people wear. And so that's what gets you the attention. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, I think it's chapter two in the screw tape letters. Um, One of the, (laughs) one of the temptations is to get the, I can't remember the guy's name, um, to get him to be distracted in church by the squeaky shoes of the person praying in front of him. You know, Mm -hmm. if that's not what we are facing as women in mass of like, Oh, look what she has on or, Oh, look, she's not dressed correctly for church or, you know, there's just, there's just so much gray that we have everything from, you know, super casual, like didn't bother to comb my hair or change what I was wearing from last night when I was sleeping to get to mass or the other extreme of like, I'm, clearly doing this for attention and it's all about the look it's all about the brand name it's all about like this whole image that i'm trying to create so there has to be something healthy in the balance right and i think like you guys are beautifully pioneering that of just showing that we can do all of the above and also still look dignified and um and feel good about who we are Yeah, you don't have to look frumpy to be holy. I think that's such a thing. And I remember um, ending high school, I was like, maybe I'm not supposed to be Catholic because I never saw anyone fashionable and Catholic. And I wasn't catechized. So I was like, you know, all my friends that like are actually fashionable and present themselves well and not sloppy are non-denom. And every single woman I've seen in church, because I only went to the same church, was older women or women that just did not could not care less about how they present themselves. And so I was like, you know, I don't fit into this box of what Catholic means. And I didn't see, you know, the one true Holy Catholic Church is like sacraments, right? I just saw it as like, who's at mass, who's in the pews. And the women in the pews weren't people that I related to. And so it was such a thing where I was like, I feel like I don't fit in because I'm judged if I wear a three inch pump. Right. Yeah. And I've been there too. And then I think it was right right around high school time that I started to meet women who were working in New York City and they were doing a gospel reflection and they invited me to come. And I was just like, finally, for the first time in my life, saw impeccably dressed, elegant, successful, driven women who were having a holy hour and then going out for drinks after. And I was like, guys, I didn't know you existed. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. We need more of that. Oh my word. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And we do. And I think it's, it's really up to us to, to really speak that truth to the women in our life, to the little, the little people in our life. You know, it starts with, it starts with kids. Like my daughter had a curiosity about clothing, about what to wear, when to wear it. And I started teaching her about those contexts when she was two, you know, like don't wait till they're 13 to start telling them they can't wear, you know, a bathing suit to Sunday mass. Like, that's not the time. It really has to start when they're little. Um, and, you know, not everyone is given that opportunity. So I feel like there's a little bit of a lag in people feeling really lost about like what to wear to where to which place, you know? Yeah. And also how to utilize. Um, sorry, Megan, totally cut you off. No, um, and also how to utilize clothes in all those areas. It doesn't mean that you need one wardrobe for church, one wardrobe for going out with friends, and one wardrobe for working from home. It's actually learning. It's just a skill set, you know. It's just something that we have to learn is how to effortlessly 
you know, utilize the pieces you have. It doesn't mean that you need to have a ton of clothes. It just means that, you know, you know how to style staples and then how to add in different pops of things to make everything look cohesive and for the time for, you know, the aesthetic of where you're going. Yeah, exactly. So now that both Cece and I have pre-ordered, we need to let everyone else know where they can pre-order it from. Nicole. Yes. So my book, you can pre-order Worthy of Wearing from either Amazon or from our, my publisher's website, Sophia Institute Press. And um, it will ship to your house April 27th. Yeah. And if you order from Sophia Press, you get 20% off. Um, sorry, Sophia Institute website with code HACK20, H-E-C-K, all caps, 20. That will be in show notes. Um, but sophiainstitute.com, Worthy of Wearing, it comes out April 27th. I can't wait. Like once it's there, I'm just going to like take photos of it on the coffee table. It's just going to be so beautiful. <laughs> Literally, it's going to break the internet. Um, but really like Nicole, you've created a movement to really inspire us to invest in our self-worth and use our personal style to really express our own feminine genius. And this will be a beautiful evangelization tool to gift to women that aren't necessarily Catholic, but they do love fashion. Like this is a a massive, almost bridge ministry I see it as. It is. It's it's something that I think anyone can appreciate, whether they're a little girl, seven years old or 77. That's kind of like how I've been imagining people sharing this book. It's something that I think you'll want to send your best friend at when she's having a bad week. It's something that like you want to buy your mom for Mother's Day because it's an entry point to our faith with like beautiful quotes and things that really celebrate um, feminine dignity. And then it also has, you know, the bit of edge, the bit of style, the bit of like modernity that I think we all are craving and love. Um, so it's a little bit of both. Literally killed it. Like every, like, yep, I want to buy this book for everyone. I also want to take cute photos of it on my coffee table. Carrie's pumped about it. <laughs> Carrie also wants a copy, a signed copy for herself. <laughs> And also, Nicole has a nine-day novena, the worthy novena, and you can check it out um, on her website. I'll also link that. That was so beautiful, Nicole. And you guys need to check out both her Instagrams. So there's N-M-C-A-R-U-S-O, N-M Caruso. And then there's also the Instagram that's worthy of wearing. So check both of them out. Follow both of them. Nicole's also a professional makeup artist. She is former beauty editor of Verily Magazine. Like she has done it all. And now she is like my neighbor in Virginia with three beautiful children. And (laughs) I've been so blessed by getting to know the two of you. We got to see each other at SLS, Megan, which was, thank God we went on that trip. And um, I get to see you, Cecilia, more often, but um, you two are doing beautiful things. And I'm so excited to see where God is leading both of your ministries that you've been building and growing of just speaking the truth so boldly. And I'm just amazed at both of you. Oh, shoot. (laughs) So sweet. Thank you, Nicole, so much for coming on this week. Next week, uh, we're going to cover all of your bold woman stories. So send us your voicemails about how you were a bold woman at 312-775-2615. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Head podcast. Make sure to call our hotline at 312-775-2615 and share your heck yes or heck no moment. Subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on our Instagrams while you're at it. See you next week.